Hey, I want to thank our amazing sponsors at Mules and More magazine. Mules and More has been around a long time. It's a great magazine. And uh, shoot, I've been reading this magazine since I was just a little kid. I remember my dad subscribed to this when I was little and I'd read it every month and loved it. And now uh, our good friend Corey Daniels has taken over as editor of this magazine the last few years and she has done an amazing job um also did you know that meals more comes in a digital format you can download it on your phone read it wherever you're at so hey be sure to check them out mealsmore.com and uh you know hey tell them ty sent you i'd be very grateful mealsmore.com all right Welcome to the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast. I'm here with my friend, Corey Daniels from Missouri. Um, what part of Missouri? Right in the middle, Bland, Missouri. Bland, Missouri, like, right in the middle. Take Missouri and you put your finger right in the middle. That's where I'm at. Perfect. Anyways, so me and Corey, we've been trying to get together to, to do this. I'm in Utah. She's in Missouri. So we're just meeting over Zoom here. And uh, we both got busy lives. She's got kids in every single sport, and so do I. <laughs> so it's, it's a busy, it's a busy time of year. But I appreciate you cutting out a little time to do this, Corey. Oh, no problem at all. So uh, first, if if you could, Corey, if introduce yourself, um, you know your you know your husband, your family, your kids, and everything, and and tell tell the folks what you do, and and we'll kind of go from there. Uh, sure. Uh, I have a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old daughter. They are both, uh, like I said, they play every sport. Um, I'm also married to my husband, Davey. Uh, Davey is not a mule person, but the girls do ride with me pretty frequently. Um, we have four mules, and uh, we just spend as much time with them as we can. Heck yeah. And uh, uh... Oh, also... I am, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, the most important part, you're the, you know, well, I guess the most important part is your mom and a, and a wife, but that, uh, <laughs> you know, I better say that, but that you're the editor of Mules and More magazine. And um, yeah, I, I had a question for you, Corey. How, oh. how many years has the magazine been in publication? Because I remember reading it as a child. I'm not very yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, um, it started in the early eighties. I believe the first issue, I have it hanging on my wall, but I believe it was 81. Um, and the boss who were also from Missouri started it and, um, they traveled around to all the mule and donkey events in Missouri, which there was a lot back then too. Um, Missouri has been, Hey, don't do that. Missouri has been frequent for years and years had lots of mule and donkey events. Um, and in the early nineties, like 90, uh, the boss wanted to sell it. And my grandmother, Sue Cole purchased it. And, um, so it's been in our family since 91. Um, so since then, uh, it's just been with us. And, um, I started working there in 2009 and I'm still here now. So heck yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my dad was a subscriber and, uh, I mean, I'd read it every, every month. Like, yeah, I remember as soon as I could read, I, I kind of learned to read, read mules and more magazines. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember back the pictures were all black and white. Oh yeah. You know, the, and the, they it was the, uh, small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool though. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You guys have had all kinds of, uh, we're going to get into it, I guess, but you've had all kinds of folks writing articles for you and, and people sending stuff in. I mean, all kinds of cool, pe cool people over the years. Yes. Uh, we, I couldn't do this without our staff writers. Um, and they are stretched out all across the country and even in some other countries. Um, for example, we have Donna who, um, Donna Taylor, she is from France. And um, she has wrote with for us for a very long time. She got into mules when she came to America and went to the Grand Canyon and fell in love with mules there. And she imported her mule, who she rode there, 
to France and it lived with her and um, that's how she got her mule. So, and then we've got writers in California. Anna Arnold is from California. Um, just, uh, we have Angie Mayfield. She was from Indiana. She's from Illinois now, uh, she moved. Um, Jerry Tyndall in California. Um, we just, we're stretched. We try to stretch all across the country where, where we can. Um, but yeah, we've had a lot of different, different authors over the years for sure. Heck yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. I think I met, uh, uh, Don, she writes from across the pond, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I met her, uh, at Bishop meal days. I'm pretty sure. Um, anyways, that was, several yeah, times. That, yeah. So. That was kind of, that was kind of fun, you know, and I, and I know the rest of those folks, um, you say Angie's from Indiana, but she she's never there so i don't know she, how you can say that she's always on the road <laughs> writing articles for you in some yeah. part of the country <laughs> yeah her little bio at the end says that she's rode in all 50 states so <laughs> yeah she's, she's definitely like traveled a lot <laughs> oh yeah she's going all over the place but uh i like reading her stuff it's pretty fun i'd, I'd like to have her on this show one of these days you have to put in a good word for me Yes, I will. Um, I'm sure she would be a great, a great guest for sure. She has lots of stories to tell. Yeah. So, um, kind of, I want to kind of go back. Um, and I want to talk about your, your grandma, Sue Cole. Um, she's kind of the, I mean, when I started reading Mules and More, she was, she was the head honcho that, you know, and oh yeah, ran all that. And, and, uh, she's, she, I think she's a legend in, uh, in the mule world. I mean, uh, everybody knows, you know, and remembers your grandma Sue. She was such an amazing woman and she was always so kind. You know, I just, I love calling you guys. That's back when I used, you know, you call people will call you more often now. Probably just get emails all the time, but, um, they remember calling, talking, <laughs> to, phone calls. <laughs> yeah, calling, talking to grandma Sue. And she's just so nice. I always ask how things are going, but, um, anyways, Let's talk about her a little bit, if you don't mind. We got plenty to talk about with you. We're gonna we're oh, gonna yeah. give you a whole bunch, but let's just take <laughs> let's just rewind time a little bit and go back to Grandma Sue. So, t tell me first of all, why why did she want to take on a magazine? Because that's that's a challenging endeavor. It is. Um, her parents owned the cross country trail ride in Eminence, Missouri, in the eighties, and um, she was very active and involved with that and would lead uh, trail rides. And um, I'm not sure if she started leading the trail on her, she would lead like the day trail, like morning trails, evening trails, that kind of thing. Um, I'm not sure if she started on her mule first or whether she got her mule after her magazine, but they were very, very close together. And um, she had you know she'd been around meals but not like a ton until she got the magazine but once she when she bought meals and more and got really into meals she was just like head over heels in love with her meals um she like it's funny like um people would be like oh like are you the mule lady's granddaughter and um uh yeah I would have to say yes I am yeah. <laughs> I am the mule lady's granddaughter um but she, she uh, you know, she took it from a, a smaller publication. You know, the boss had had built it up pretty good. But, um, you know, she she worked really, really hard. She traveled everywhere you could possibly travel um, with the mules. And um, she uh, she promoted really, really hard and um, just really got not only like mules and more out there, but just like got mules out there I mean she lobbied to have the mule as a Missouri state animal and was successful at that um wow, you know I, got the mules yeah I didn't know that <laughs> she tried that's, to get uh, the mule cool. yeah I don't know if it still is like I think they might have changed it since then but um yeah the mule was at one point the Missouri state animal and um, my grandma had put a lot of effort into that um but like you said, uh, she was so talented at making connections with people. Um, after she passed away, people would call and be like, I just love talking to your grandma because every time I'd call, she would remember the last conversation we had. She would ask me about, you know, my family and my mules. And, and she, they were like, so many people just said how 
it felt like she was their friend every single time, every time she called, like, um, that she just made connections with people in, in a way that I don't, a lot of people have the ability to do. I know I don't think I inherited her ability to do it. Um, I try, but, you know, she just had like this gift to get to know people and make people feel comfortable when she would like interview them and um, just bring out like, bring out really the good side in people. And, and she was just so, so gifted at it. Um, she was very gifted at conversation. Um, heard that so much, so much after she passed away, how people just love to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I, I love talking to her too. Like I said, she was, she was a grandma Sue to me, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So but, many uh, people. <laughs> yeah. She was wonderful. And, and she's, she has done so much for the mule world. You're, you're right. She has really promoted the mule and, uh, I had a little note down that she made it cool to ride a mule, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. She, she, she really did. Um, She, she just would involve herself in, in so many aspects of, of like the mule industry. Um, Like she was helpful with setting like the NASMA up, like North American Saddle Mule Association. And, um, like when people were putting on events, like they would call her and ask her advice and um, she just always knew what to do. <laughs> There's been several times where I was like, oh, I wish my grandma was here. She would, she would know what to do for this. <laughs> but, you know, we, uh, we miss her a lot for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just reading your, uh, the December issue and, oh. <laughs> you know, it, and you write your over the back fence, you know, article every month. And um you said it's the first full year without grandma Sue around here. That's, that's it, crazy. It, it is. It, it is very crazy. And, um, you know, she just like, uh, there's so much of my life that she has touched. Um, but I'm so thankful that I had all those years with her. Um, when I was like, I didn't ever go to the babysitter, uh, when I was younger, I just went to my grandma Sue's. So I literally was there all the time um like up until I went to kindergarten and then all the summers afterwards and I remember her you know moving the office you know what we called it from a little computer in her bedroom to building an addition to her house um that had three computers in it and uh, you know all the staff and um you know she just and she just worked so hard and uh I'm just very lucky to uh, have learned so much from her and uh, just get to carry that part of her around with me. And just, I'm very appreciative of that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a, that'd be a heck of a cool childhood, childhood hanging out with Sue. <laughs> it was, I, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, childhood, you want to talk a little bit about growing up and um, like your, your life you know, with mules and equine and, and all that. And, and you want to talk about your childhood a little bit there? Sure. Um, I literally grew up on the back of a mule. Um, from, you know, when I was real little, we didn't have our mules at our house. We had them at a farm. And I would remember we would go all, all the evenings we had available. We would go ride our mules. Um, it wasn't too far from my grandma's house. And I remember trotting up and down the gravel road just countless hours and um just to go see her and then we'd ride back into town um and and we just were everything we did was mule related obviously but um when I was growing up there was a lot of little shows like shows you could go to every single weekend or every other weekend that were just mule shows um like little local shows and um when we started going to those um I just, that's some of the best memories that I have. Um, we, we would, you know, practice and they, they were like fun shows. So like, uh, like along with like Western pleasure and halter and barrels and that kind of stuff, they would be like dizzy bad and pantyhose race and monkey in the tree and back to back and the Coke bottle race. And, um, you know, that's just what we did every weekend, you know, as I, as we got a little more into it, we started traveling a little farther and, um, you know, we would go to like Iowa and Kansas and, um, you know, we, we met so many people that, you know, I still know today, uh, doing that. And we would show, you know, at the, like the Iowa 
Mule Association. And, um, you know, we just, we just really, we traveled a lot. Um, when NASMA started, we started going to those shows too. So um, then we went from traveling, you know, little distances to, to driving to New York and driving to Denver and driving to Houston from Missouri. Um, you know, every meal show that was available, we would go to it. Uh, my mom would let me miss school for it. But um, uh, so we just, I mean, I really just spent a lot of time with my mules. We, we did trail riding quite a bit. We would go to Colorado and um, Wyoming and, you know, intermix it with like the big sales that my dad was going to. Um, my dad uh, and my brother are full-time mule trainers, uh, Paradise Mules in Bell, Missouri. I'll plug them a little bit. Um, but all they do is train mules. Um, and my dad takes mules to the big sales and uh, sometimes has a little luck at those. And um, my brother uh, is a mule. He does the mule race at the chuck wagon races. And he's won it like nine times or something like that. Um, so, you know, it's just how we do. <laughs> Heck yeah. You come from quite the, <laughs> quite the mule family for sure. I was going to mention your dad and your yeah. brother. Um, you know, I've, I've really <laughs> looked up to your dad for a long time. Um, the first time I, I met him, well, I can't even say I met him because I was, you know, believe it or not, I, I'm a, a little bit of a shy fella. <laughs> it might not seem that way, but like, it takes a lot for me to uh, it takes a lot for me to go, you know, if I'm, if I was there, at, you know, at the mule cell, it takes a lot of, uh, courage to, to go up and talk to somebody I've get, I've gotten better now, you know, <laughs> I'm a little bit more brave, but anyways, so I didn't actually meet him. I just, you know, saw him at a mule cell a long time ago and, you know, and he's all, he's always in the top end of the cell. Um, every cell he goes to, he's always got at least one in, in the top 10, if not almost always in the top five. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really well known and I guess we better mention your dad's name. Yeah. Lauren Bassham. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I guess I should, I guess I should say who he is. <laughs> yeah. I, I just thought, I'm like, well, we better tell him who your dad is. Yeah. So Lauren, he's a, he's a, he's a cool guy. Um, sometimes he's hard to read, you know, like <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't think he likes me. And, <laughs> you know, another time, then he, then no he, way, cracks like, he, he cracks like a dry humor. He's a dry humor guy. Do you agree? Yeah, like he, I, I agree. Yes. He, he says, he's just, you know, he says something. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's joking, but he doesn't look <laughs> like he was joking. <laughs> I don't know if I should laugh or leave, you know, but uh, anyways, it's pretty cool watching him, you know, and I, I really like how your dad handles mules too. I like, I like the way he, you know, you know, the way he just operates him. He's, he's a really good hand, you know, um, I've actually never met your brother. You know, really? um, yeah, you know, I've seen stuff about him all the time. You know, his, he's the, you know, he's, he's the famous one out there, the Chuck wagon races, you know, and if you, uh, if you Google that Clinton, Ar Arkansas Chuck wagon race, he, you know, he pulls up, um, he's, he's like at the top of those hits there. It's kind of cool. Oh yeah. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. But, so yeah, growing up around them, that's probably pretty fun. And, um, yeah, you, you, you have a lot of mulemanship knowledge yourself, I'm sure, um, hanging out in there. Yeah, I like, um, I've spent a lot of time working on my mulemanship. Um, it's probably not as good as my dad would like it to be, but um, I, I try my hardest. Um, he, uh, he taught me literally everything I know about mules um, and writing and, and so much other stuff, but um uh, yeah, I, I'm sure he wishes that I would lean back more, but, uh, <laughs> I was reminded countless times when I was loping around the Western pleasure arena where you have to lean back, you have to lean back. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I still call him like once a week with like a question about either like what's going on with my mules or like what's going on with my mule who I'm working with. And, I'm sure sometimes when he gets my text, he's like, oh, I've explained this to her a hundred times, but he still explains it to me again. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's good. He's man. really, really knowledgeable. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and he's a good teacher too, a really, really good teacher. So, and, um, and Cole, Cole helps too, but I mean, I think he, his patience with me is a little less than what dad has. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's probably how siblings work anyways, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so growing up showing and stuff, um, did you ever have any uh you know uh any any big success? I mean, I don't know I don't know any anything about showing back east, you know. Um I'm not really in the show world much, you know, most of my, most of my work is in the ranching world and then, you know, the trail riding world. So I, I haven't really followed a lot of showing stuff, but tell, did you have some success and did you enjoy the showing doing that growing up and all oh, that? Oh yeah. I, I love to show. I was never like a consistent, uh, blue ribbon winner, but I, I, I really, um, when I was younger, I had a mule named Sugar G and she was like, you're about as close to as an all around mule as you could get, you know, she would do, um, she excelled at Gymkhana, which I loved Gymkhana when I was growing up. And I, I was probably the most successful at like the barrels and the poles. And, and she just, she just ate that stuff up, but she would also let you, you could do trail successfully and you could do English. She loved to jump. She was such a good English jumper. Um, and I did win a saddle with her at the all-star mule and donkey show in Columbia when I was younger. Um, and then when I moved to, uh, I moved to a big, a little bigger mule. She was a smaller mule. She was like 14, one or something. She was uh, not a pony mule, but she was on the smaller side, which I'm, I'm only 4'11". So <laughs> when I get on something bigger than like 15 hands, it looks huge, but it's not really, um, when I was a teenager, I upgraded to my Hoosier mule, my Hoosier daddy mule. And I had a lot of success with him. Um, my dad actually had a lot of success with him too. He did Craig Cameron, Cameron's, um, the extreme cowboy races on him and was like on RFT and like was really successful. And Hoosier was kind of famous for a little bit, but, um, I, I, he, he did really well with the trail and, um, and he really liked to jump too. I have, I have a few buckles in my buckle case. Um, not as many as I'd like. My goal is to, I've got a new mule that, um, I've been working on and my goal is to win a buckle with him soon. Cause, um, the last one I won was, I think when I put it on this summer, I looked down and it was, uh, like 20 years old. So I was like, okay, I've got to, I got to upgrade this buckle here. It's getting a little bit embarrassing. So, um, that's the goal for this year is to maybe try to win a buckle with Timber, but, um, yeah, I, I loved to show. Absolutely loved it. I don't have enough time to do it anymore with the girls. I mean, we do some local shows and stuff, but I don't push it quite as hard as I used to. Um, but uh, my youngest daughter is a sophomore. So <laughs> I uh, there will be a time when I don't have basketball every single night within the next few years. And I, I really hope to get out there and, and, and get in the show ring a lot more, or at least a little more. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I loved, I loved to show. Absolutely loved it. That's awesome. You know, in, in Utah, we just don't have the, we just don't have mule shows. And in fact, there are no mule shows besides Bryce Cannon mule days, even though that's not really a mule show, it's more of a trail ride and a sale, you know, but, um, so we just, you know, it just wasn't the culture out here to, to show, but yeah, when I travel now, um, I mean, there's, there's mule stuff all over in Missouri and Tennessee and Kentucky and all that. And that's, that's pretty dang cool to grow up out there and, and be able to experience all those shows and those experiences. Yeah, it was, it was really, I mean, obviously I learned a lot as a writer, just being put in the position to where we just traveled all the time and my mule got to see all these different places. Um, you know, you just learn a lot and your mule learns a lot from it. And, uh, you just get comfortable, um, uh, being in new experiences and new places. And uh, I think that helps. I think that's, uh, exposing them and exposing yourself to, to things like that is, um, kind of how you get to be a better writer. Not hey, that I'm a great writer, but <laughs> no, no, you, you, you can hold your own for sure. Um, <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, going places and, and you kind of, you know, you mentioned your dad and we talked about your dad, you know, topping these cells and stuff. And, um, one thing I want to talk to you about was, was kind of the mule industry. You know, you are in a really cool position. You get to see, you know, you get to go to a lot of sales and you get to see, I mean, 
you get the results of the cells in your magazine and you get people writing up about cells, uh, writing about, you know, different mule days. I mean, all the kinds of events, you know, um, so I guess one of the questions I had was what have you seen change in the mule industry in the last decade, in the last 10 years? What, what, what are some changes that, that have come across your desk? Um, the biggest change is the quality mares and jacks that people are using to produce uh, like future crops of mules. Um, you used to just kind of take whatever mare you had and breed it to whatever neighbor jack you could find and then that was your mule. But that's not what people are doing anymore. They are putting like extreme thought it like years and years and years of programs into these mules and it's it's um amazing what they're producing uh like like i used i like to read the old issues that have the stories of like the the jacks that were being imported like originally and i i always wonder like what they would think um those people who are importing these jacks from like spain and stuff what they would think if they saw the mules we're producing right now, like they would be blown away. Cause I mean, they're, they're just, they're just so put together and, and the talented and their confirmation is amazing. And um, I mean, that's really long-term that's like hundreds of years, but um, like the, the biggest change is just the, the quality mules that are being produced um, and the, the thought and effort that's going into these mules and um the the and and the training i mean the 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 trainers know so much more now and um like the people are valuing everything from before this pull is born to three years down the road to what jack or what trainer it's going to go to and just like what's being produced is just um it's just very impressive um and that's not to say you can't still get a good mule from you know, doing it the old fashioned way. There's lots of mules I grew up showing with that came from the old fashioned way. The mule, I, my very favorite mule in the whole entire world, Hoosier, he came from that kind of, uh, you know, thinking just like, oh, we're going to take this horse and breed it with this jack. Um, but that's not what people are doing, really. Uh, there's just so much effort being put into it that um, it's changed a lot of things. Absolutely. It, it, it's amazing how much it has changed, you know. The quality is really cool, but it's thanks to people like you, you know, putting this out, you know, um, speaking of the jacks and stuff, you know, you, you have your annual Jack, uh, issue you guys put out. And, um, I mean, it's amazing because if you, if you just hang out in your little bubble, you know, at home, uh, you know, there's usually not a lot to, to find for the average person. Um, but you know, your Jack issue. I mean, you promote Jacks all over the country. It's pretty amazing. Why don't you talk about yeah. that a little bit? I mean, um, so the Jack issue is, this is our 32nd Jack issue, 32nd annual Jack issue in February, which when you think about it, it's like so long, but, um, you know, like these, the, the Jacks that are being advertised are, um available to like a lot of them are available to everyone because they do ai so if you live in washington and you want to breed to a jack in north carolina like you can do that you don't have to drive all the way across the country like they can just send you what you need and and then you have this baby so like you can be more selective when it comes to um you know that what you're choosing um and uh and and that goes for donkey foals too. I don't have donkeys, so I don't, I, I, when I talk, I tend to like leave the donkey part out of it, but, um, you know, this is for, for mules and donkeys, uh, for breeding. Um, but the Jack issue is just a really valuable resource for anyone who is looking for a mule, like, uh, looking to breed for a mule, wants to buy a foal, wants to buy a donkey. Um, there's just so much available in there. Um, and the other thing is we'll, our writers try to focus on things that pertain to breathing and foaling and um, like full care and jack care and mare care and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, training your little babies. And um, it's just a good resource for anyone who's thinking 
about, you know, doing any of that. Um, it's, it's my favorite issue to work on. It's, it's, it's really rewarding to, to put together for sure. Well, heck yeah. Cause you're, you know, that, that issue is going to influence a whole bunch of future mules. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, the, the mules coming up in the, in the next year or two or three, you know, they'll be, um, because of that, that issue, it's, it's pretty, yes. it's pretty special. That's interesting. It's your favorite. That's interesting. It is. Yep. Do you uh, guys... It's a lot of work, but it is my favorite. <laughs> Heck yeah. I bet. Well, that's always a little bit, that magazine's always a little bit fatter than the other ones. It's a little thicker. It is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, we start working on that one a little earlier and, um, it probably goes to the printer a little later than some of the other ones, but, um, you know, I just know it, it, a lot of people depend on it and look forward to it because they, you know, they, they want to make a plan to get their mayor's bread or get their Jenny's bread. And I know it, I know it like just uh, influences, you know, lots of people. That's why I tell people like, it's a really good opportunity um, to promote your Jack. If, uh, if you want to start, you know, uh, advertising your Jack, it's like the perfect place to start. Um, cause that's where everyone's looking. Yeah. Um, you know, something else you do usually seems to be, you know, April and April, May time, you start promoting a lot of sell mules and people from all over advertising your magazine, you know, promoting the mules they're taken to, you know, Jake Clark's and, and now Chrome in the Canyon has become a pretty major sell. Uh, really mm -hmm. fast, you know, and, and, yeah. and other sales too, you know, um, what do you, are you, I mean, I'm seeing quality in those mules and I'm seeing, uh, it, it's interesting what money will do because, you know, these, these sales, they have increased dramatically, I think, but it has brought a new like standard for people. Like they're, Folks are trying to do better getting their mules broke because it just seemed, you know, I grew up just like you, you know, we're about the same age, um, grew up in a generation where a lot of the training was just kind of, you know, half-ass pun can maybe be intended there. I don't know, but it was just, you know, just, just really plain and, and they'd, they'd get them to where they could go down the trail and nothing wrong with that, but that's, that was the extent, like they could go down the trail and, and now with the sales where, where these guys got to show up and be, um, they got to be showmen at the, you know, they got to show their mule off and they got to be able to do something with that thing. Um, you know, have some, have some handle to it. It has really changed the, I think the, it's really changed the, the sale world. And, um, I think it's changed it for the better. I think the meals that we're seeing now, they're better meals. And I, I think the people are doing better at showing them, um, but you know, you get a you get to go to these cells. You, you're seeing stuff all the time. Um, what's what's your take on these mule cells and, and the quality of mules and and people these days training them? Yeah, um, like the select aspect of those cells that you know they call them select saddle mule cells. Um, it's intended to like let everyone know it's a step up from you know, like your Friday night cell barn down the road or whatever. Um, but you know, they have to, they have to work really hard on those meals for one. Um, there's people with a lot of money there, uh, looking to buy. Um, but for two, um, so many of them are live streamed on the, to where the whole entire world can watch them. And, um, you know, you're not going to go put yourself out there in front of everyone, literally. Um, without something you can be proud of. So these people work really, really hard. And a lot of them start working um, years in advance. If not, like as soon as the that cell ends, they start working on their next one. And um, they're being rewarded for their hard work, which is which is great. Um, that will only make our meals better. Um, it's, it's a lot of work to get those meals ready for, for those cells. I know I've seen it firsthand. Um, and you'll see wives and, and daughters crying because they've spent the last year with these mules and now their husband's selling it. And, you know, you see that almost every year, somebody's being really upset that this mule that they've worked so hard on has to go find a new home. But I mean, that's the whole deal. Um, but you know, that just shows 
they're really putting a lot of, of heart into these mules and um, it shows it's, it's very obvious when you go see um, when you go to these sales and when you watch them online, uh, like people are, are putting a lot of effort in, into them. Um, I think it's great. I think it's every time I get sale results, I mean, I, th I always think it's good for the mule industry. Um, when I think it's good when I see high horses. So, um, you know, I watch those sales online too and, and it, it's good. Um, it's just going to encourage better, you know, better and more, which I think is, is a good thing. Um, and, and I'm, I'm a fan. I like, I, they're like, I really like to watch the sales, even if I don't know anyone. And, um, I just think it's, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, See it's what they're great. and see what they're doing with their mules yeah it's a uh, it's great people watching <laughs> i love yes i love watching <laughs> the sales and you know there's uh what i was saying is, is these days it, it i like the pressure that's being put on the sellers to bring good stuff like and, and there's enough money in it now that it's actually worth it for these sellers to put some time you know when they're seeing you're just seeing price meals go for twenty thousand and up that makes it worth a trainer's time to actually invest quality time in these mules instead of just, you know, it wasn't that long ago. Well, it still happens to some of the, I guess, you know, bottom feeder guys, but you know, you used to see a lot of guys go buy a mule, you know, and three months later they're at the mule cell, you know, selling it and, you know, whatever, I guess, you know, they got to feed their family somehow, whatever. My point is, is, is now, when somebody sees that they can make a living on the mule, they're going to put some big time into it. Like I know your dad, you know, some of these mules that I see your dad sell, you know, when he talks about them, you know, he, he's owned them for, for sometimes years, sometimes multiple years. Some, a lot of times he's, he's raised some of these mules, you know, and, and uh, that's pretty dang cool. Um, it, but I think it makes it, it so much better for the mule world and the quality is, is really cool. Um, you know, What's, what are some, uh, you know, as I was just thinking, something popped into my mind, you know, seeing, seeing how different people prepare at the cell, um, you know, you know, me, I, I'm there doing clinics at a lot of these cells and I'm there early. And so it's fun to see some of these guys show up early and, and what they try to do to get their meals ready. And then verse, you know, I'm not trying to talk crap on anybody, even though it might sound like it, but but then you see guys like your dad show up and they're, they're pros, you know, and, and there's a lot of great guys that are just, and gals that are just dang good and they show up and the professionalism is, is really amazing. But, you know, I remember being at, at one cell and I was there, I got there three days early cause my clinic started like on a Monday and, and the cell started later that week. And, and this one fellow shows up and, and he is just running his mule up and down the road and the mule's freaking a hot little pistol like he it's a problem and he just runs up and down the road and he did that oh. every day of my clinic like i was we'd see him run by and he just run and run and run and then sure enough by the cell day that mule was so freaking tired <laughs> that everybody thought it was so gentle and i'm just you know oh. looking i'm like are you kidding me and then you know i, I just then you see guys that are just pros and they show up and they're prepared. Their mules are ready to rock and roll. And, and they're, you know, they're representing the same mule that they've been representing all year long. It hasn't, nothing has changed, you know, they're, yeah. they're pros and that's pretty dang cool. But you have grown up in, you know, in the shadow of many auctions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, <You> have. <laughs> got, I, I didn't, I didn't prep you for this cause it just popped in my head, but have you, You've probably seen some interesting, interesting things at sales. You, anything pop in your head? Any, any uh, funny things that people do that you just shake your head at, or any crazy stuff you see that you're like, oh my gosh, sure. Well, I mean, you kind of see a lot of the same things, you know, when you when you go to them year after year. Um, I, one of the biggest things I've noticed is you can tell which mules had a job before they came and which mules were not used to having a job. Um, the, the ones that have had a job are usually like handling everything pretty well, but you can tell they're like, I don't understand why everyone's petting me. 
no one pets me at home. <laughs> like, um, I don't get treats at home. Uh, strangers don't ride me at home. So you can tell the ones that are, oh, uh, uh, just like, I don't understand what's going on here. And then you can tell the ones that, you know, are very used to being petted um, and, and kind of treated like, like their pets or whatever. But um, I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't think off the top of my head a specific, um, specific, uh, you know, um, there's probably lots of little things that might not be appropriate, but, um, you know, nothing specific, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I know, I know. You I put can you always tell. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I like watching. Um, go ahead, Corey. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I, I just like watching guys, you know, when you said like, uh, your dad, uh, or, or, um, you know, these meals that have had a job, you know, I know your dad works a lot of pens and stuff and, and does a lot of sorting. And I mean, he's always doing something on the, on his meals and they show up and they, there's a difference. And, and that's, that's my world, you know, um, where I'm at, my main lifestyle is, is ranching and then riding in the mountains. That's pretty much my world. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of what I spread in my clinics. That's what I'm trying to help people learn and, and teach is, is that kind of style of mealmanship. And, and so I respect people like you and your family that, um, you know, you guys, you guys are the real deal. It's pretty dang cool. <laughs> yeah. My, I, uh, yeah, I'll talk to dad and he'll be like, Oh, I had to go catch a cow that's been, uncaught for like three years and it was on 170 acres but we got it done I'm like I don't even know how you'd start to do that but I'm glad you I'm glad you got it accomplished because I wouldn't have any idea but um yeah I mean like you know the people who make it their life um the it's just always really interesting to watch and learn from them because they know they know a lot like you know you just you spend your time you spend all your time with them with the mules and and they're like you just learn a lot from them and uh you can't learn it from just being around them like an hour a week or whatever <laughs> you gotta invest a lot more time than that um like you know so well you know being the editor of meals more um you get to read every one of these articles that comes in and uh I mean, I don't even know you have, you have read more training articles than <laughs> I have ever written, you know, like you have, you got, so, you know, I don't think you give yourself enough credit, Corey, you give, you have so much mealmanship knowledge in that brain of yours right there. <laughs> like I could probably ask you a question, you know, what do you do if a meal does this? And you probably have an answer, but what, what is that like? I mean, you get a, you get to see so much and read so much there. Um, what's what's that like every month what's the process people send these articles in and and you read them and you you know i'm sure there are other guys like me that we don't have any grammar or spelling right <laughs> you, you gotta tune it up well, yeah um you know a lot of i have to do very little editing i mean i like for the whoever's whoever's writing the article, I want their voice to still be heard. I don't want it to sound like I wrote it. So I, I edit for, you know, grammar and punctuation and all that kind of stuff. But I, I want it to sound um, authentic because, um, you know, they, a lot of the times they have something to say. And if I go and make it sound like, like fancy, it's not going to come across the same. Um, all, all of the staff writers I have are, I have to do pretty minimal editing by the time it comes in. Um, there are sometimes I have to just fix, you know, like I have uh, like take cuss words out or, or whatever, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, one Max Harsha, um, he wrote for grandma forever. And um, he was definitely one that grandma did have to edit um, specifically to remove cuss words sometimes, but, um, you know, you didn't want to make Max sound like he was like an English professor. You wanted Max to sound like Max because that's why people like those articles. Um, uh, he was let, you know, he was sharing his knowledge and it, it needed to be shared in like his voice. Um, 
And uh, like when it comes to, to knowledge, I'm not super great at retaining everything, but there have been several times that I have like copied um, parts of the article and like emailed it to myself. So it's on my phone. So like when I'm working on something and I can't remember uh, what I was supposed to do when my mule like, you know, wouldn't do X, Y, Z, I, I've literally set out my hayfield, like looking at my phone to see like what that person <laughs> had suggested because like, I mean, why not? I mean, uh, that knowledge is available. I should, I should try to use it as much as I can. Um, uh, but it doesn't always stick in, in my head. I, I do have to kind of record it <laughs> somewhere to pull back. Um, but yeah, editing is my very favorite part of the magazine. Um, I love, I love just getting people's stories out there. Um, uh, did you read the November issue with the Utah, with the guy who went from across the country on the uh, Mormon trail? Did you read uh, that one? Uh, you no, should, you should read it. It's so I good. Got... It was, it's one of my favorite articles that I, I, I worked on all year long. Um, he, he went, he followed the route of the Mormon trail from, I think it was Illinois to Utah. And he did it in a wagon with an outrider. And um, like, people were so kind to him and so nice. They like, people would just offer to like, let him stay at their property and give his mules hay and grain. And he had not had a, he had never driven before this experience. Um, you should just, you guys, you should all really read it. It's, it's like one of my favorite stories that we've put out all year long. Um, Joe Blight is his name. Um, and it was just fantastic. Um, it's, it was just, it made my heart so happy <laughs> to like read this story of like how kind everyone was to him and, and what he learned on this trip. And it was just great. It was in the November issue. It was on the, it was the cover story. Sweet. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll check that, that out. out. I got, I got all, uh, <laughs> I got all my magazines right here. You know, you know me, we're on the road and then, mm -hmm. um, so we just, the lady at the post office probably hates us because there's piles of, of, uh, <laughs> mail there when we get home, <laughs> we get home and I got all these. So yeah, I, I do my, all my, my reading in the winter time, you know, I'm home and everything. I'll, yeah. I'll check that out. That's really interesting to me because you know, I'm, I'm Mormon, you know, and, um, uh, all I have all my family, the fifth generation, every side of my family came across that trail really yeah. yeah you should definitely read it um the joe actually had um his family's diaries so like as he was going he like would recognize landmarks that they had mentioned in their diaries and he would like like say like this is where this happened and this is where you know i had to bury this person and i was just oh that is so cool like that's just just the undertaking that he and the effort and the planning that that went into this guy's story it was just I just learned so much and I was like I kind of want to do that and I was like oh you wouldn't make it out of land like you could never <laughs> you could never make it all the way across the country by the time you got to the next town over you'd be calling someone to pick you up but um you know it is it's it was very interesting very very cool uh, yeah I'll I'll check it out and and for all the listeners you guys can um, Corey sells back issues, so yes. you can, uh, call her up or email her and, and she'll get you a, a back issue of that. You know, um, I don't yes. know how, how many, how far back do you have back issues? Like, Ooh, I could literally get you anyone you wanted probably. <laughs> um, wow. I have, so when we you know, my grandma had a huge space for meals more. Um, and when she passed away and I had to move the office to my house, I have a much smaller house. So I did have to cut down all the back copies to, I kept five copies of each issue available. So if you're looking for a back issue, there's like a 95% chance I have at least one copy of it for sale. Um, and then I have like uh, a copy in my living room and then we have a copy in another location just in case there was to be a fire or something like that. Um, you know, that way we wouldn't lose everything. But um, yeah, my grandma had like, uh, there were some years that I would be going through to uh, sort them and like organize them, everything. And she would have like a hundred copies of one issue. And I was like, grandma, you were never, you did not need a hundred copies of this issue. But um, it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to know how many copies of an issue you need. Uh, it's not an art I've perfected yet. That's for sure. I have 
sometimes I have way too many and sometimes I have not enough. And apparently it's a problem she had too. So <laughs> Hey, hey, that, that's pretty cool though. That you can go way back. And, yeah. So oh, for yeah. listeners, you guys uh, give Corey a, a shout and uh, she gets hooked up with some back issues for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Um, in, in all of your life around mules and especially, you know, growing up, with your dad being a trainer um, and everything, you, you probably got some, some lessons learned stories. Um, you know, maybe, maybe a, a, a moment that really stood out and I don't know, it could be a, a troubling moment, a wreck, or it could be a really special moment, or maybe, you know, your dad sold your favorite mule, which probably happened lots of times. Um, <laughs> things like that. Do, do you got any, uh, any stories, that you want to share? Um, yeah, I don't know. It would be extremely hard to narrow it down to one. Um, I, uh, you know, um, he just, he's, they, my family has, is always very helpful when it comes to, um, my mules, like, uh, I know last summer, my parents were in Wyoming and I had a colicky mule. Um, I couldn't call my dad because he was in the mountains and I couldn't, I think that my vet was with my dad in the mountains or wherever this was, my dad and my vet were in the same place. So it might've been when they were in Vegas. Um, so I had to call my brother, um, whose wife, um, Brianna, she is an equine dentist. So I called them because I was like, okay, between the two of them, they can, um, they can, <laughs> they can make sure that, um, you know, we save this meal is my daughter's meal cowgirl. Um, so I didn't have a truck and trailer at the time. So like Cole and Brianna, like brought their Brianna came over with her truck and then, um, Cole went back and got the trailer and then they came and got my mule and then they drove me to a vet and like it was just like a family effort but like that is the kind of stuff that they would do absolutely anytime that I I would need them to because um they're just very very supportive and it, it's been examples like that my whole entire life um you know just at the drop of a hat they're willing to help in, in any way they can whether it's with the colicky mule or with training or um I just I feel incredibly lucky to have such a supportive family who um, just just really wants the best uh, for me in every situation. And I know that um, it's an anomaly to have someone like that. Um, I do always say that my dad is like, like on Father's Day, I said, happy Father's Day to the coolest dad ever, because he like truly is like the coolest dad ever. Um, you know, I just, I feel very, very lucky to, um, to have him as my dad and my mom as my mom too. She probably doesn't get as much um, recognition as she should. She does help me proofread the magazine every single month. Um, so all the, those articles have been read by her before they get printed too. Um, so, you know, I just, I'm, I couldn't ask for a better support system uh, with, with my family. So that is awesome. You know, family is so important. Family is pretty important to, you know, in mine and Sky's lives. So it's everything. That's why we do what we do is all about family. And, uh, and I really respect you guys, you know, you guys got a great family and yeah, your Aww. mom does need to get some, get some kudos because yes. <laughs> she's the backbone of this whole thing. You know, it's, you know, what's that, Absolutely. what's that saying behind every successful rancher is a, is a wife who works in town, you know, and but a, a wife that she supports. has that in her kitchen. Yeah. She has that <laughs> sign in her kitchen. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's the same thing with me. You know, I, I get to have my dream job and do what I want and, and everything because of sky. She's, she's just amazing, you know, and uh, all, uh, women, you guys are just awesome. You know, uh, we well, really and sky that. is such a good photographer. She sent several, like oh so many pictures that have made it into the magazine including the one cover shot is like one of my favorite covers of you guys um is it in um I remember which canyon it was but with the with the canyon in the background yeah yeah that's, uh, down at, that's uh, Willis Willis Creek uh down by Bryce Canyon so 
I love that cover. It was one of my favorites. It's so pretty. She does such a good job. And she sends in pictures of the girls all the time. And they're always so cute. Um, I, every time she sends one in, I put it in. <laughs> yeah. She, that's her, that's her like, uh, she's when, when you made that one, the cover, she said that she could retire. She's like, she's achieved her life goal. She's like, all right, well, we made the cover. All right. I guess I'm good. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I guess we need to get her on the cover next. <laughs> But no, yeah, she, she, she loves, does a great job. Yeah, well, she likes your mag. Your magazine has like that. What I don't know what you. I have no idea what you call this. I'm holding it. Is it like glossy? Yeah, glossy. Um, like it's it's like a glossy. Um, it the cover is. I mean, these are like technical terms, but it's a plus cover, so it's made out of a different material than the inside of the magazine. Um, it's a little thicker and it's a little shinier. It holds up a little bit better. Um. It's just what we've always used to um, just, it just stands out a little bit more. You know, when you're, when you're looking at them, they, uh, that glossy uh, paper just kind of jumps. It does. It's, it's like a, it. it's a beautiful magazine, but I even like, oh, like the paper you use inside. It just feels good, you know, to turn and everything, but uh, yeah, awesome magazine. So thank you. Um, You mentioned uh, when you was talking about that story about that, colic and mule you said that was your daughter's mule we haven't talked about your kids enough um oh <laughs> well they're so, teenagers so yeah yeah <laughs> they, they're not as much fun to talk about <laughs> they still matter for a little bit oh yeah oh yeah they matter <laughs> but i uh do your kids do your kids ride quite a bit with you do they s spend that time with you or are they got all their sports stuff going on so they ride a little bit. Camry rides over at my dad's pretty frequently. Um, we like during the pandemic, uh, when everything shut down, we rode all the time. I mean, when they weren't in school, we were just, we rode almost every single day. So that was like a really nice, um, I felt really, very lucky during that time to have something like that to do. Cause so many people were just shot inside their house, not doing anything. And we were outside almost every single day. And, um, but they don't write as much as they used to. Um, my youngest daughter plays travel ball, like AAU basketball, and she goes all across the country playing. Um, like right now, we're in the middle of her high school basketball season. But when that's over, we'll go straight into another basketball season. Um, she, like I said, she's a sophomore. Um, she works really, really hard at basketball. I love to watch her play, um, but it does not leave a lot of time. For her to ride uh but she's still got a mule on the saddle so whenever she wants to ride she can um my oldest daughter camry she is a senior this year um and we just found out she got accepted to s t missouri s t which is a school university just um about a half hour away so she is not gonna stay on campus she's gonna stay at home so she'll have lots more time to ride um and we're kind of happy that she isn't going too far away um but she's going to be on the cheerleading team there. So uh, she does cheerleading um, for all the sports at her school. And she, she rides a little bit more than Allie though. Um, and especially over at my dad, she really likes to go ride my dad's mules and hang out there and um, hang out with Cole. I think that's one of her, one of the fun things she does over there. She just likes to ride and I mean, his, his meals are a little, there's a lot more to do over there. Cause he's got like an arena and places you can go across the Creek and jumps. You can jump and here. We've just got a field you can lope around in. So, but um, yeah, they ride a little bit, not as much as I'd like them to, but you know, they're busy. Yeah. I'm busy too. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. You know, great family. Yeah. You said your, uh, your wonderful husband, he, he's not into the meals though. What is that? What does he do? <laughs> He, he, um, he has rode twice. Uh, he's rode here with me once and then he's rode down at the chuck wagon races for a week. Um, but he, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't ride very much. He works pipeline construction. So he's kind of got a job that doesn't put him at home too terribly much, but, um, when he is home, he is, he likes to do his cattle farming. So that's kind of what he does. So he's still outside around the animals and stuff, but doesn't ride doesn't ride the meals that's all right that's all right Everybody's but he helps me to... take care of them a lot like he helps me feed and clean stalls and all that good stuff and um so i appreciate that yeah well maybe you should give him a sign or something behind every successful mule magazine editor is a husband who has a has a real job 
yeah, that is exactly what he needs. <laughs> well, good, good for him. That's cool. Um, well, Corey, I know we're kind of getting on in time and, and, uh, you got life to get back to, but, uh, I, I, at the end of my podcast with my guests, I like to ask for advice that you would offer to somebody kind of going through this mule journey, like the rest of us. Um, what's some advice you'd give to somebody kind of going down this road? Sure. Obviously, first, I'm going to say you should subscribe to Mule some more. Um, <laughs> that one's pretty obvious. So, um, so I've, I looked at your question earlier and I've been thinking about it. And like the one thing that keeps standing out in my head is something my dad and my brother tell me all the time is that when it comes to the mules, you need to make the right thing easy and the wrong thing hard. Um, that is something I think about almost every single time I ride. Um, they want to do good most of the time, uh, almost always. Um, and that is just like a little thing that pops into my head. Anytime something's not happening the way I want it to, when I'm in the saddle, um, am I making, am I making the easy choice or am I, am I making the right choice easy or am I making it harder for them? Because they want to, they want to do the easy one. Um, so that would be like the one piece of advice I would offer. Subscribe to Mules No More and uh make the right thing easy and the wrong thing hard heck yeah that's a that's a <laughs> that's a great quote you know tom dorrance and, and ray hunt um you know kind of made that made that famous and and that's a that is an important mulemanship lesson and i you know i try to share that in my clinics and i'm, I'm glad your dad and your brother are promoting that too and oh yeah I appreciate you sharing that on on my show because it's uh yeah it and that kind of goes for life too. Um, <laughs> Agreed. You know, I, I think it's kind of how, uh, how God treats us sometimes <laughs> the same thing. You yeah. Know? So I appreciate you sharing that and, and yeah, definitely people need to subscribe to meals and more. Um, so how do they do that? Tell them where they can find you. You're on, you're on social media everywhere. Tell them where to find yes. the magazine. Okay. Easiest way to find us is meals and more.com. Um, if you want to subscribe, you just click that subscribe button and it'll give you options for whether you want to do like a print subscription you can do a digital subscription you can do a combination of the two we call it like the bundle um there's canadian options there's international options um wherever you're at we can get you a meals and more um you can also call the office or you can we still have a lot of people who do the old-fashioned way send us a check every every year we love that too checks are great um, I try to make it as easy as possible to, uh, find us. So mules and more on Facebook or Instagram, um, we're pretty easy to find. Uh, so yeah. Awesome. And I appreciate, uh, appreciate everyone who subscribes. Uh, it makes my, my job a lot easier to, um, have so many kind subscribers who, uh, are so nice. Heck yeah. Well, you guys are awesome, and and I gotta thank you. You have been uh, one of my sponsors for this podcast for almost two years now, and and I'm yes. really grateful for that. And we love uh, we love promoting, love promoting you guys, and uh, we try to tell everybody we can at our clinics and stuff to look you guys up. So, thank you. We appreciate that. Heck yeah! So I appreciate you doing this tonight and everything, and <laughs> yeah, to all our listeners. Look up Mules and More on Facebook, Instagram, and on the website, mulesandmore.com. And, and uh, of course, we'd love to have you leave us a review. Um, you can tell us what you think of Corey. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to, Corey, you're going to get me a whole bunch of five-star ratings for sure. So I'm glad oh, you're on here. Oh, no. I like, listen yeah. to a lot of podcasts, but this is the first podcast I've ever been on. So hopefully it wasn't too... Um novice <laughs> no you are awesome so thank you so okay, much thank Corey. you okay thank you <laughs> okay friends i gotta tell you about boyd ranch mule days in sunny wickenburg arizona coming up March 6th through the 12th, 2023. It's right around the corner, you guys. You got to join us for this. We got a clinic ourselves. We're putting on March 6th through the 8th. Uh, also, my good buddy, Chris Clark, an amazing Grand Canyon Packer. Um, he's doing a clinic there. And we did a podcast episode with him uh, a few episodes back. Uh, check it out. Chris Clark, 
him and his wife, Marisa, are just fantastic people. And he's doing a three-day packing clinic out along the Hasayampa River. Hope I said that right, Scott. Um, and uh, it's a great time. You know, Scott Stewart, Lisa Taka, a whole bunch of other people, they do an incredible job putting this mule days on. Uh, there's trail rides every day, you guys. Short, long, ultra long. Uh, dang good food, dinner, breakfast. Uh, this year they got some Nashville songwriters um, and amazing artists coming to entertain us. Uh, we have a good time dancing. My girls love to dance there. We have a great time. Just a, a wonderful experience. They got a mule ramble. They got a trail course. And all the proceeds from this Mule Days goes to benefit children's programs there at Boyd Ranch. Uh, a great opportunity to give back to the youth. Um, and we love the kids coming up. We want to continue this legacy. So we would love if you would come support Mule Days at Boyd Ranch. Um, for more information, go to boydranch.org. Look it up on social media, Boyd Ranch Mule Days. Uh, just come enjoy your time with us. We would love to see you there.